It's so cold here. I've stopped playing just regular disc golf, and I'm playing, like, speed disc golf. Yeah. Because I don't want to be outside so long, so I, like, run out from the office, play, like, three holes, and then go back into the office. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cold, Maggie. In Florida, they have an iguana falling warning, I think is what it is. What? Like from trees? Yes. They're or not they just native. get lethargic and they go into no, hibernation. No, no. That's probably what it is. They're, they're climbing in a no. tree and they start hibernating spontaneously. No, it gets no? cold and it makes them, them their bodies like they can suddenly just freeze and then they just drop. That's and then so sad. when it warms up, they come back to life. Wow. But, Dad, you know hibernation gonna... is not actually animals just sleeping. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> what are they exactly. doing? Well, I don't know, but you know, we don't have iguanas in Georgia, so we wouldn't have that same issue. But we might have, like, a possum falling warning. <laughs> and possums randomly falling from the trees. So just be careful, kids, when you're out there in the Georgia woods playing speed disc golf that you don't get – you know, rained on by a by a uh, sleeping or near dead possum. <laughs> Stop! That's so sad. <laughs> I know. Maybe we should just uh, start the podcast. Let's start the podcast. Drive safe, people. Roll the intro music. Mags and dads, wholesome chaos. Mags and dads, wholesome Welcome to Mags and Dad's Wholesome Chaos Podcast. I am Mags, also known as Maggie. I am Dan, also known as Dad. I am Shay, also known as Mom. I'm Eddie, also known as Eddie. That's right. (laughs) Maggie's big brother, Eddie, who's rocking the controls at the studio. And we're all very grateful that you're here. Welcome to the podcast. Glad you're listening. And we're going to give you some interesting ideas, share some stories about what's going on in our world, and hopefully make you laugh and smile along the way. I definitely felt the cold. I was in Joshua Tree yesterday, and I was wearing shorts (laughs) because I'm, I'm in California, but it was cold and it was windy. And we were all out there watching the sunset. And... Finally, one of us like looked at our hands and realized there was like no circulation in our fingertips and they were like turning like dark reddish purple. And we were like, we gotta go. This is really bad. You know, it's bad when you start not even realizing that you're that cold until you think about it. Well, how did you not know that like, though? Because like, were you just distracted by the surroundings or? We were just having a good time. What is the, the Joshua Tree? I, I, I don't even know. I know it's a YouTube album. Is there a big tree there? Joshua, Joshua tree. the tree. So it's a bunch of trees. Ah. Um, it's it's a national park in California. Um, False the advertising. Trees, yeah, they kind of grow in a really cool way. So it's really pretty. We climbed some rocks. Um, I think you'd love it. Maybe you guys should come visit me sometime and then you could see it. <laughs> yes, we're going to. We booked our trip. Yay. Very excited for that. We're coming in early March. Yeah. but um. I found out about this thing that's called the California Challenge, which is where you go and you try and see like mountain snow and beach all in one day. All in one day. And I think that would be so fun to try, like maybe even for like a YouTube video. I think that'd be so fun. So we're going to do some hiking. We're going to do some skiing and some swimming in the ocean all in one day. Is that the idea? I don't know if we'll actually have time to do any of them. We can figure it out. We'll see them. We'll take a picture and go. (laughs) Okay, I'll jump in. 
But yeah, yeah. I, I have so many places in California I want to go to. And so I told my friends, I was like, let's do something like this every week where we just go someplace we haven't been every week. And they were all like, that, that doesn't sound like it's actually going to happen. And I was like, every month? And they're like, maybe. <laughs> so it was hard enough to get this trip to happen. Oh, my goodness. It was supposed to happen like a week and a half ago. Yeah, you've been it's talking about hard. it a long time. Yeah, it's it's hard to get a group of people to go someplace together. <laughs> yeah. It really is. And especially, I think this is one of the my pet peeves with trying to go to dinner with a whole group of people when we're at conference and stuff. It's like, oh, yeah, there's like nine of us. Oh, now there's 16. We're like trying to get a table for that many people and, and coordinate, oh, well, it's not convenient for this person or that person. And you're trying to s- move schedules. But... You know, three, three is a good number you can usually coordinate schedules with, but the more people you add to, the harder it is to get commitments and, yeah. and solidify it, I think. Or you just pick the date yeah. and you say, this is when we're going. If you can make it, great. And whoever can come, we'd love to have you. But trying to make sure everybody can make it is a lot more tricky. But sounds like you pulled it off, which is amazing. We actually heard about the Joshua Tree when we were on our Oregon adventure because um, at this place, Wilderness Safari, there was a person who was working there who had also worked at the Joshua Tree. Do they have, like, animals and things like that at Joshua Tree? So we didn't see any animals. It's a desert. Okay. So I'm so sure like there's, there's certain animals. Oh, I saw a sign um, <laughs> that said that there was, there was this um, certain animal then I didn't I didn't see said animal. There's a lot of snake holes though. <laughs> okay. A lot of those. Like the time we were in Montana. That we got very scared about. Where there we were supposed to see up to five hundred head of buffalo. Remember that? Oh, I yeah, I totally remember that. <laughs> and over every hill we were like, Oh, they're probably over this hill. And then the next one. And the next one. And after well, like hours we were like yeah, we saw, I think we saw a couple. Yeah, like three. Yeah, I think there was like three that. after like three hours. Well, we had a much different experience in Oregon. So first of all, I flew in, we, Eddie and I flew together. We had the, this incredible trip, the two of us, flew into Eugene, Oregon, which took two flights, drove 100 plus miles to a casino where I had my speech the next morning, had fun. We played like video games in the arcade there. That was really cool. Right, Eddie? Yeah, the arcade was great. Yeah, you were, like, teaching me some new games. And yeah, <laughs> we played, like, Guitar Hero, Mario Kart, Halo. I, w- I, re- I was doing really well on Guitar Hero, even though I'd never played it before. And I was thinking, oh, I'm, I'm pretty good at this. But then I realized it was on, like, beginner, the, the mode before <laughs> yeah. easy, you know? And then I tried to even bump it up to easy, and I started failing. Like, yeah, it was like mm. they added one more button, and I was lost. <laughs> So anyway, oh my gosh. So after my speech, we asked these people there, "Hey, you know, if you're going to be in this area at once and you have a chance to look around and do something cool, what would you suggest we do?" And they told us about this place. Tell Maggie about it, Eddie. Uh yeah, so they basically just said you should go to this place called Wilderness Safari. It's a wilderness safari. It's really cool and you just drive around. So what we did was yeah, we we just drove uh to it and I don't know. There, there's like a zoo part, which is free, which is really cool. We walked around there for a little bit and then um, did like an actual safari through this like, you know, large, large piece of land. It was like an hour at least. About I think. an hour and a half. Yeah. And, and there's like zebra roaming wild and giraffes 
and bears. ostriches, ostriches, and you know, and then the lions and the cheetahs are separated by these cages so that they don't eat the antelope and the ostriches. You know, so they have it all figured out. But it's in Oregon, yeah, and it's this amazing place. Um, blew my mind, and 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 the attention to like, like the animal treatment, the wildlife conservation, all of it was like state of the art, like world class. And they have this one little section where you can feed some of the animals as they come up to your vehicle. And <laughs> they, they gave us, they sold us these cups of food. And then as we're driving away, we like, well, how do, who do we feed the food to? Which animals? And they're like, whoever comes up to your car. And we just got bombarded oh by these, these emus reaching in our window. Eddie, Eddie posted his first TikTok ever. Ooh, I saw that. It's yeah. so funny. That was so oh funny. my God. Yes, of the emu attack. It was uh, so funny. Yeah. This, oh, man. And he was feeding reindeer by hand and, you know, antelope around and really kind of magical. Uh, yeah. And That's then, wild. And then the last part of the trip, just to, just to close the loop and not to give you a full narrative, but it was interesting because we were flying out of Eugene, Oregon. And, you know, so we spent the night in this cool college town, went out to a good dinner, early, early flight, 5 a.m. flight. And so we're up at three. We're at the airport. I dropped my keys in the slot. Like, okay, trip's over. I, I dropped my keys and, and like flushed them so I could get back to them. And I actually said to Eddie, hard part's over, right? <laughs> you know how I say that? It, you it, always say that. Oh, I my know. gosh. And how well, many times it, is he wrong? <laughs> it, I was so wrong. So we, I go in. I realized like the, our flight's canceled. The next flight's canceled. The whole place is fogged in, not only where we are, but Seattle, where we're going. And so the Man. planes couldn't get there, couldn't fly. I don't know. And so, and now I don't have a, a rental car. So we Uber back to the hotel for a little bit. We come back and then it happens again. So like three flights canceled. And we're like, you know what? Instead of waiting around for fog to clear, we're going to take matters in our own hands. And we rented a, another car because by this time they were open. And we drove to Portland to see some friends, Tim and Sophia. And then we flew home from there. So it all worked out. And overall, I don't think it saved us any time. But it was just kind of like, you know, we're putting fate in our own hands. <laughs> yeah, it felt good to be moving and in control of your destiny. You guys woke up so early, though. Oh, yeah. But they got to go back <laughs> oh, and go. Man. They did get back in the hotel room and go back to sleep. Yeah, everything's relative. When I when I feel it's so early in, in California or Oregon, I think, you know what? It's 6 a.m. in Atlanta. I would get up then. So, you know, in Australia, it's like, you know, in the <laughs> afternoon. So, But we don't live in Australia. That's true. But you've got to manage your thinking. You've got to take control of what's in your brain and flip it to your advantage, which is a skill like any other skill. And we're going to be talking about it a little bit later in terms of how to stay more positive. Um, but one of the ways you can do that is literally by training your brain, just like you'd think about going to the gym to work out. Every time you choose an active thought or choose to, say, meditate or to relax your mind, you are building a muscle. And with every distraction, when you notice you're distracted and you pull it back to a positive way of going, it's like you're stretching that muscle. And there is actually like a gym for your brain, which is so exciting because I've really been exploring this ever since we started this relationship because we're partnering with Calm, the number one mental wellness app, to give you the tools to improve the way that you feel. 
You can literally clear your head with guided daily meditations, improve your focus with Calm's curated music tracks, and drift off to dreamland with Calm's imaginative sleep stories for children and adults. So if you go to calm.com slash chaos, you'll get a limited time offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription, which is what I have, which includes hundreds of hours of programming and new content is added every week. Over 100 million people around the world use Calm to take care of their minds. So perhaps you should too. And you can sleep more, stress less, and live better with Calm. For listeners of this show, Calm is offering a special limited time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash chaos. Go to calm.com slash chaos for 40% off of an unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's calm.com slash chaos. Don't they have um, celebrities that'll read you stories on that app? Oh, yeah. There's all yeah. kinds of great content and music and wisdom. Um, so cool. And different types of meditations. I did something the other day I didn't ever did, but I saw it on Calm. I'm like, I'm going to check this out. And it's a soundscapes meditation, which instead of trying to find quiet, what you're doing is you're actually listening to your surroundings. Or in this case, they like give you surroundings, like a California beach with the ocean, but also with people walking by and like fires and stuff like that. There's a New fires? York City one, California, like, like a crackling fire. Like oh, yeah. California. <laughs> you're, you're at the beach and everything's yeah, on fire. going and... on. There's, there's people selling drugs. It's like, it's like, no, but the whole idea <laughs> is. Hey, you... It's just a mic down at Venice Beach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone walking by. No, it's much better than that. Trust me. It's amazing. But, um, but the idea is instead of judging the sound coming at you, you let it all in and observe it. And it's in the observation of just non-judgmental listening that you get deeper into your meditation. So there's a great introduction about what it's all about. I didn't describe it too well. And then different soundscapes that you could try. So what I'm, what I'm saying is I'm learning new stuff all the time. And I've been, you know, working on this stuff most of my life. So very cool. Yeah. How's your thinking, Maggie? <laughs> That's a loaded question. Um, it's it's going. I am I'm actually I'm off coffee this week. How's I, that going? I haven't had a cup of coffee since Saturday, or actually maybe no, yeah, since Saturday. Um, I haven't not great. had a cup a cup of coffee since 1981. <laughs> so we're yeah similar. <laughs> See, I and I was that way. I drink a lot of coffee, um, and before I've I've like stopped drinking coffee completely and gone through like bad withdrawals, like really bad migraines, sick to my stomach type of thing. Um, I haven't had any withdrawals this week. Um, and I'm like actually really enjoying it. I just miss the taste, which I think is so crazy because coffee is such an acquired taste. I remember, um, I remember, do you, let me know if you remember this. When I was really young, I had an audition for a movie in which I, in it, they like took a sip of black coffee, like straight black coffee, and then like had a really gross reaction. And I'd never had coffee before. So we were driving someplace, you were driving, and you were like, well, here, take a sip of my coffee. So you kind of know what to expect. And I was like, all right, why not? And I took a sip of coffee and it was just straight black coffee. And I hated it. I mean, also I was like a child, but- yeah. I think it's just crazy how far I've come where like now 
I miss the taste of coffee so much, and I'm so excited to have it again. Good um, coffee. Good coffee. Yeah. On I think I'm so. I'm doing like a seven day fast of coffee, and then on Sunday I think I'm gonna have a cup. And where I go to church on Sunday, there's a blue bottle cafe like right across the street, which I don't think you've had that. Oh my gosh, I'll take you to get some um, when you're out here. But they make some really good lattes, and I I think that's gonna be my introduction back into it. And I'm I'm looking forward to that day. But all that to say, I do think that it's like it's given me time for other things in the morning. Where like usually what gets me up is like, okay, a nice cup of coffee. And so it's like now maybe I just have more time to like sit with my thoughts. And like I, I just I found that to be an interesting adjustment. You can meditate. You can kind of try to work that into your schedule. Well, the reason I asked you about your thinking is because of a question, which is kind of like perhaps working its way into our theme here. How do you deal with negative feelings? It seems like you look at things so optimistically and through a positive lens. I wonder if you ever let yourself think, wow, this stinks. Listening to the podcast is a high point in my week. Thanks for being awesome. Joseph Kelly, who said we could use this name. So Joseph, thank you for the question and negative thinking. Yeah, I go there sometimes, but not for very long. How about you? Yeah, I think... I think we all go there sometimes. Um, then you're just kind of faced with the question of, okay, what are the pros and cons of staying here? Because sometimes, I'm not going to lie, sometimes there's enjoyment in, like, negative thinking. You know, like, it's, like, kind of a validation of your feelings in a way. And I don't always think that that's a terrible thing to have. You know, I think it's okay to look at circumstances say like you can no longer have this opportunity you thought you were going to have and you're allowed to kind of be like ha oh, man like i was really looking forward to that that sucks i'm sad about that mm-hmm. but staying there for a really long time it's it's kind of it's detrimental to you and also i think there's just like a happier way to live you know what i mean i know exactly what you mean so allowing yourself that time to validate those feelings, of course, your sadness, your disappointment, all those things, they're your feelings and they're valid. Um, but just kind of allow yourself to also come out of it and be like, okay, well, everything has an opportunity cost in general. So maybe I just got some time back. Maybe I can do this now or this and kind of just, I guess, look on the bright side. I know that's like so cliche, cheesy to say or whatever. Well, but, but cliches I mean, are often it's quite a true. Way. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good habit to get into, um, like you said, you know, indulge yourself for a moment or two and then let it go, flip that switch. And the faster you get at being able to flip the switch of anger or frustration or disappointment, the sooner you get into something positive. You know, Maggie, um, you, you use the word enjoyment. You could also say it's an indulgence to think negative thoughts if you allow it to become that. Um, it's like almost like being the victim frees you from responsibility. If the world's stacked against me, if things are all you know, working against me, and if I have no chance, then I have no responsibility. Like, I have no chance. So I could just be in my situation. And here's the thing I've been thinking about, is that the first choice for all of us is to become your own advocate. Like, you have to be the one in life to say, I'm going to choose to be happy. I'm going to choose to be successful. 
I want to choose to think for myself because the world is never going to make that choice for you. The world wants you, wants you to stay small and compliant and, um, manageable because like everyone else is thinking about other things and they're consumed with their own thoughts. I, I, uh, um, actually came up with this idea the other day of the, you know, the idea, don't be afraid, like, just don't be afraid, which is in and of itself, it sounds like an encouraging idea, but it really induces the idea of being afraid because your mind can't hear the word don't. And so like, if I'm hitting a golf ball on the tee and I say, don't hit it in the woods, chances are I'm going to hit it in the woods because my brain hears only that, that second part of hit it in the woods. So, um, if you would indulge me, if it'd be okay. So th- I wrote this thing that I'm working on. It'll probably be in like a weekly video coming up. But the idea is taking the word don't be afraid and it's don't, period. Like, don't be afraid. Don't even try. Be afraid. The world's not an advocate for your mental health and well-being. Outside forces would rather you be afraid, small, angry, and compliant. They don't want you to think for yourself or discover your greatness and become a powerful force. They'd rather you be weak, broke, and out of shape. Eat this, buy this, finance everything. Not because they hate you but because it helps them be bigger or more powerful, you must become your own advocate. Interpret your world and your circumstances to your benefit. Don't be afraid. Be affirmed. Anyway, I don't normally go into reading mode, but... (laughs) (laughs) So, Maggie, um, I know that was a little bit of a sidetrack maybe going into that reading, but you want to say anything to wrap this up with regard to the negative thinking? Or, Eddie, do you have anything to chime in? Um, yeah, I think kind of, I don't know, it's a little bit repetitive, but I think it is important to give yourself the time to have these thoughts and, um, just kind of sit in them, I think. Um, and then there's also times, you know, give yourself that time and then get out of it and kind of decide, you know, I don't know. For me, it's usually like the next day, the next morning, um, I'll wake up if I'm really stressed out about something and, Um, it's more like now I'm in problem solver mode because my brain's kind of worked stuff out subconsciously. I also, I kind of think of like, I don't know if this is a, like a really old show now, but lost. Um, something that I still think about is how the main character in the first episode, um, yeah, he was talking about something where he was really, really scared, but he couldn't, he, you know, he was basically performing surgery and, um, and so what he said he did is he decided to let the fear in and just completely uh, make himself like vulnerable to it for five seconds. And so he counted to five and he let the fear in. And then after he got to five, he flipped it around and he, uh, he did it. I, I don't know. I'll actually use that every now and then. Really? And it's pretty helpful. Yeah. 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 All right. That's interesting. Yeah. I I think that the challenge that a lot of parent-child relationships, and I know that we we had this issue too growing up, is the very, very fine line between validating feelings and like being incapable of moving on. Um, where I know a lot of the times, especially because like as a parent, I'm sure you want to like help your child not be sad obviously. And so if your child's sad about something, the immediate response is to be like, 
oh, don't look at it that way. Like, oh, oh, but but don't be sad about that. And I will say that those immediate words, a lot of times to me, sometimes feel like invalidating to the pain or the hurt or the disappointment you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, and your so dad I think didn't like. Go on. <laughs> I think I think it's human nature for everyone to do that just because you you want to fix the problem. You know, someone's crying. You're like, oh, don't be sad, which obviously that's coming from a good place. But maybe a better question is like, why are you sad? I'm sorry. That that really does suck. Yeah, um, or I can empathize. What, I can understand how that may yeah. make you feel. But then also coming out of it and being like, what can we do to like make you feel better? Like, let's. Let's not stay here forever. But I think it is such a hard line of like validating it and helping Um, because a lot of the times, yeah, just like, you know, not making a child or anyone, a friend, a family member feeling like dismissed by their feelings or invalidated, but helping them feel validated and helping them move on is like a hard thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Getting given the very same set of facts or circumstances, reality is entirely subjective in terms of how you look at it. But that doesn't make it less real because if that's the way you're looking at it, all the emotions and fears and feelings and pain that you're experiencing are extremely real for you. So someone else who's having a different reality because they're looking at the situation differently, you know, to invalidate the other person's reality just creates that huge disconnect. And so the, the, the idea is, well, how do I change that, that frame through which I see my world and you develop those skills over time in terms of your thinking. And I, I think, you know, if you could always choose between two different ways of looking at something, choose the one that helps you. Choose the one that serves you. You know, if somebody doesn't show up on time for your date, you could immediately go to the place where you write this story of saying, oh, they, they hate me. It's all about me. I'm ugly or whatever. Um, or just, you know, whatever. Any kind of commitment that gets broken, you can write, make a story that makes you feel worse. Or you can write a, a positive presumption in your mind that they must be running a little bit late. You know, late traffic is kind of slowing them down. Everything's going to be okay. I have a little bit act of extra time. Let me think about something else. You know, whatever. Um, you could frame it to where it's not about you, but it's helping you. I have a question. Yes. It's it's not quite as serious, but it's for everyone. And I saw it on TikTok, so okay. you know it's good. <laughs> Would you rather? Everything around you that you smell smells absolutely terrible all the time. Or would you rather you yourself smell absolutely terrible all the time, but like you don't smell it. I just everyone around you smells it. <laughs> I think personally, terrible? I would rather uh, everything smells terrible. Because yeah, I every, okay. I, get, I think I get used to it, and I think that eventually olfactory fatigue, like I just don't smell anymore. But I, I think that if you smelled bad, it would severely limit your opportunities in life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You kind of have to be a hermit yeah. or something. Yeah. We all agree on that. We all say we'd rather smell terrible. No, yeah. we'd rather or, the things we smell are terrible. We smell good. Smell yeah. terrible yes. smells, yes. Yes, I want to smell good. Sometimes I think I'm smelling good and everything around me smells terrible, but actually it's me smelling terrible. And so it smells like everything around me smells terrible. (laughs) It's not good. I don't think so. I think I smell pretty good. Guys? Yeah. Most of the time? Normally. Yeah. (laughs) Maggie always smells good. 
Yes. Thank you. Miss you. You say that because my, my shampoo. And your body yeah. spray and lotions. And and you got like a whole freight of perfume delivered. Of Mark, Mark Jacobs. From Mark Jacobs because we did that TikTok and asked for it. That's pretty cool. That was Sweet so deal. funny because it was so spontaneous too. Like it was, it was yeah. 100% unexpected. Maggie and I were smelling the different perfumes that she had uh, got at the store. Dan steps up. and. Well, no, Maggie asked me. She's like, Dad, hey, Dan, Dad, can you get me a, a sponsorship? What did you say? How did you ask me exactly? I asked if you could ask Mark Jacobs if he could put me back on his PR list. Yeah. Um, so I just. Because I had like received one thing from them one time. And I was like, I love this. I was like, you know, I would just love this to be a regular thing. And so sure enough, ask and, and you shall receive. Well, TikTok blew it up and that that was that was very helpful. But no, they yeah. they're great. It's a great company and great products. I think I think it's so fun to like change how you smell too. Like depending on what kind of place I'm going to or if I'm like going to have dinner with family or if I'm going to hang out with friends, like to be able to change your perfume or Whatever, I just think it it completes the the vibe. Do you intentionally change the way you smell before you tape auditions so that you could smell like your character? <laughs> no. That would take <laughs> it to a, a whole idea. new level. I think you're right. I, I think we could make try a, that one out. We should make a whole line of audition perfumes. Oh, <laughs> that's a great yeah, it's idea. Like new <laughs> I Villain. <laughs> I think that answered this question from Skylar. Is there any merch coming soon? Mm. I think there we have a whole new line of perfume, of perfume for perfume aspiring line. actors <clears throat> or interviewers. Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna go interview for a job in in uh, auto mechanics is a different cologne than perhaps you know if you're gonna go to IBM. Yep, mm. I'm wearing a little oh villain God. this guys- evening, honey, just to keep things spicy. <laughs> I'm actually thinking about possibly starting to sell stickers for like cheap because a while ago I made a sticker for a friend who often doesn't wear a seatbelt and I made them a um, sticker that says hot girls wear seatbelts um, and it's it's really cute and it's a good reminder and I stand by it. And ever since that one, like when people see it, they want one. And so I've just been giving them out. And now I want to make one that says hot guys use blinkers. Um, oh, I love that guys, idea. Hot guys drive quiet cars. <laughs> <laughs> and so I have like all these different ideas that I think are just like quirky, fun stickers that like I could sell for super cheap. <laughs> so I don't know if that answers the question. I designed a, um, and I didn't post it, but a quote that um, if you cut your finger and your first thought is Command Z, you're a professional editor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. No, I I feel that way um, so much of the time when I've, like, been playing a video game or something or if I've been drawing and procreate, like, making our uh, logos or whatever – um, and then I'll do something in life and like look for the undo button. Yeah. I'm like, crap. Exactly. <laughs> Can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday, um, Matthew and I were working on, we we bought this book that's like um, an exploded build in Minecraft. And so we're, we're like going through it and we're just going to build it. 
And he literally, like, he used two fingers and touched the page and swiped like that to, like, zoom in. And he's like, I can't believe I just did that. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, such a digital world we live in. And this yeah. is a smart kid. Yeah. This is a guy who's, like, you know, studying and, pe- and yeah. taking his MCAT <laughs> and going yeah. to medical school. And, yeah, I've done that, too. <laughs> Yeah, no, but I think it's crazy. I keep seeing videos talking about how not really Eddie and I's age group, but maybe like five to ten years younger than us, like a generation entirely grown up on screens, Mm -hmm. like had access to screens since like very early childhood. And that blows my mind. Like that's crazy. But we, we are so like, involved in a digital world it's wild that's why it's even more important to to get control of your own thinking because you know looking at your device or scrolling a tiktok feed isn't is the greatest cave but it's exactly the opposite of you deciding what you're thinking it's like i'm just gonna let other people program my brain for a while and it's it's cool because i can let go of the controls let go of the wheel and let it just go on autopilot but you have to learn how to re-grab that wheel I think what's really scary is when you catch yourself on TikTok and like before the video's over, you click on the comments to see how you should feel about the video. Oh, just to see like where everyone else's thinking is. And you're like, that's deep. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm sure it happens a lot. Last thing I'd say about negative thoughts before I forget if you're in a place with your negative thoughts that you really are stuck and you don't know how to get out and you've tried then please ask for help and ask yeah. someone who's qualified to help you. You know what I mean? Like, like have the strength within you to at least say, I can advocate for myself and go to somebody who is, you know, trained with therapy or is, you know, a counselor of some sort who can get me out of this thinking, um, you know, and, and also talk to friends and also talk to people who you know and, and love. Absolutely. And your parents as well. Ask your parents for help because they will give you some some real important experiences, especially if you approach it from an honest perspective of, hey, I think I might be in trouble here. Yeah, but even if even if you don't have those positive role models in your life or your family situation looks differently, finding professionals and finding people who like truly care about you. Cause like even just like starting that conversation already pours light into the situation. Like just putting it out there, I find helps me so much. And we've all done that. Yeah. When I've been the most anxious and the most like depressed in my life, most of the time it's because I, I'm like keeping it all in. I'm not telling anyone about my situation. It's just like building inside of me. And then like, I let one person in and it doesn't fix everything, but it significantly lightens the load. Yeah. You've created some pretty good music from those dark places too. Like lot, you know the one about locking yourself in your room. When you when I heard why, Dad. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say not to pump your music, but to talk about how you've used that as a creative uh, outlet to channel your creativity into your your loneliness. And that song about you being yeah. locked locked in your room for so long, we thought you were working on music. Didn't really know you were just dealing with pain as well. And when we finally heard the result of it, it was like, oh my gosh, we didn't even know that was happening. Yeah. The comfort of the solitude. That's one of the lines in it. And it's featured in my short film, Resets. Absolutely. That's true. A version of it. Yeah. I rewrote it for the movie. Yes. So, um, another question? 
Sure. Last one. Yeah, last one. Hey, guys, I've listened to every podcast since episode one and love it all. The advice is awesome, and I often find myself taking it on board. Anyways, I have a three-day solo drive to work coming up and was wondering what advice you would have for me as it's my first time driving that far by myself. I've heard of long commutes, but three days each way to get to work, man, that is a tough job. I, I get it. I get it. Seb is moving across the country or somewhere and uh, long drive three days ahead. That's exciting to yeah, spend congratulations. that much time. Yeah. 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 Congrats. Thank you for listening. Um, first advice would obviously be to re-listen to every episode <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> exactly. No, um, every day. But I... I truly do love listening to podcasts. So obviously you're probably going to be, you're not going to have three days worth of podcasts from us, but trying different podcasts and like listening to music, talking to friends. I love catching up while I'm driving. My parents know that. I feel like practically like 70% of the time now when I get in the car, I'm like, who should I call? And I just like call to catch up because what else are you going to do? Um, Hands free, yeah, of course. Things I like to do. To be safe. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a FaceTime. You're just talking. I would also say, you know, pay attention to your energy level and get out when you stop every once in a while. Get out, move, stretch, uh, exercise to get your blood pumping and get your body moving so you're not getting stiff over the course of the whole trip. Um, and also... Um, audiobooks. Yeah. Dan Ooh. and I are huge fans of audiobooks. One trip, I took a road trip with my mom from uh, Georgia to Oklahoma, and we listened to an entire book on the drive, and we were getting right to the end, so I started driving really much slower that day. But I think it was uh, <laughs> The Amazing Miss Lovely about Scientology. It's fascinating. Mm. So it's an, it was a uh, nonfiction, but it read like fiction, because I tell you what, man, reality is stranger than fiction, and that book was definitely... Strange. So um, also silence, like periods of time when you're not listening to anything, not talking to anyone. And just as long as you're awake and alert and you're driving well, let your brain just relax and then see what comes up. And you might find you have, you come up with your own creative ideas along the way too. Um, so in other, in other words, just, you know, use it as a time to, to educate yourself, to get to know yourself, um, and then to get excited about your trip. Maybe be thinking about what you're going to do when you're get, get it, getting there and when you're um, finally arrived that next chapter of your life. What the, what's that going to look like for you? Yeah, I am. Um, I sometimes will like run lines in the car for like an audition that's coming up, just like to help with the memorization of it or just like think through it and stuff. Um, which is like totally normal to me. But then I think about all the people around you, and like if someone looks over or like when I'm. I'm mid belt on a song, just like letting everything out. I I feel like if there was just constantly a camera on my car, I would be so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, if you have a question for us or you want to reach out and just let us know what you think about the show or what's going on in your life, we genuinely want to hear that. And we are curious. We read all the questions, every one of them. You could go to wholesomechaos.com. That's wholesomechaos.com. Ask us questions there. You can also learn more about each of us, watch some videos, and get some information to use within your family communication that might be of help. Absolutely. If you want to follow along with us on our other socials, it is Dan Thurman and Maggie Thurman on everything except TikTok. My dad's is Maggie's dad, one, two, three. My brother is the Eddie Thurman on Insta Instagram, Eddie underscore Thurman on Twitch, and you should check us all out.
So thanks, everybody. We really are so grateful to have an opportunity to be in your life, to help encourage you. Um, seriously, we just are so grateful for this audience, but specifically for you for taking the time today to listen. And if you've enjoyed this, if you've benefited from this podcast or some of the others, please just suggest them to your friends who also might learn and benefit. Make sure you follow along and just stay part of the journey. Um, we really are grateful. So have a great week, Maggie, and good luck on all your auditions and exciting projects. Eddie, I hope you have an awesome Twitch session tonight. Shay, keep editing that film. Uh, I love you all so much. And we love you, everyone. Take care. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Love you guys. Bye. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. Did you hear that? I think it was an iguana. <laughs> oh, possum. <laughs> possum. It's a possum.